All right, Scott Ritchie has good news. Illinois is going to win the Big Ten, or at least there's a website that says so. You know, there's a high percentage chance that Illinois could share, maybe win the Big Ten title outright. You know, Bartorvik.com is very high on the Illini. All right, Scott Ritchie will go into whatever the website that was. He'll tell you about uh, a busy, busy recruiting weekend. I'll tell you how the current roster is shaping up and where the heck they're going to practice this fall. All in this week's Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Good Monday morning to Scott Ritchie, our football beat writer. How about that, Scott? I mean, that's one of the maybe the many hats I wear, but am I going to be the one that reminds you that this is inside Illini basketball? Thank you for that reminder. It's just I'm, I'm still in the football frame of mind. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. This is inside Illini basketball, but doggone the football team put a whooping to Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, the final score was close, but I think maybe closer than maybe the game really was because yeah. I was just not impressed by Nebraska. I mean, they got a lot of things going on outside of football that are kind of a cloud hanging over the program, but yeah, uh, the team itself, I mean, just some dumb mistakes. The, I'll never, ever forget the second punt they tried to f- field, straddling the end zone, and then when you're getting tackled, you throw it forward as far as possible, which you can't do. <laughs> can't do Nebraska punt returner, but that was that was funny. And then Adrian Martinez was a mix of who he's been, I think, his entire career. Really good at some points, not very good at uh, at others. All right, Scott Ritchie covered uh, football. Will as uh, Bob Osmussen recuperates for us. Uh, Scott's going to be pulling some double duty. Enjoyed your coverage. Enjoyed your quarterback club uh, coverage and your photograph. That he submitted, it went uh, went viral on our Instagram uh, account. Well, cute kids, I think, are are going to do it for that because Great you know, stuff. Brad Bielma had his oldest daughter there with him for his first quarterback club meeting, and they they did the I L L I and I together before um, before the rest of the crowd chimed in. All right, uh, Richie was pretty close on his prediction too. Uh, had Illinois winning uh, by yeah, I had. My score was twenty eight to twenty, and then the final score was thirty to twenty two. So that I feel, counts. I feel pretty good. Yeah, way to go, Scotty. And Boy. really, those two extra points for Illinois scored. It was the stupid safety that Nebraska. That's why it's bothering you. Yeah, we'll let them. we'll let you cover Saturday night's game again. 
I will. Anybody want to volunteer for the six thirty kickoff? <laughs> All <laughs> right, for noon. Um, let's talk basketball, though. That's what we're here for. But I'm going to tie it in uh, to Brett Bielema. Okay. Uh, so on Saturday night was the IBCA Hall of Fame banquet in Normal Redbird Arena. The News Gazette Sports Section was honored for its uh, as organization of the year. Very cool, Scott. You played a part in that. Thank you. But Mary Hansen was stole the show. Of course, she was there. To she would accept honors for Lou and. Uh, while she was on stage, she thanked all the state's coaches for sending Illinois and Lou their top players back in the day. As she'll remind anybody, the 89 team was all Illinois players, right? So I called her on Sunday. I said, hey, Mary, that was a pretty cool speech you gave me. And she said, you know what? Uh, Coach Bielema is doing the same thing, and it's the smartest move he could make. you got to own the state, regardless of maybe talent level, but you got to own the state and make uh, the appearance that you care about it. Well, Mary's right on top of things, as always. Um, yeah, well, that's been Brett Bielma's, just his goal from day one. I mean, literally day one, he called, I think, you know, a half dozen, maybe the, you know, the top, not just top, but just a half dozen notable coaches, football coaches in the state, and eventually once he got his entire staff hired, they called everyone, literally every coach, because they've broken down the state into regions for all their recruiting efforts. And I think with football, really important. Um, and, you know, the 2001 Big Ten championship team was honored this weekend um, for football. And that team had a lot of guys from Illinois, a lot of guys from St. Louis, you know, some guys from Indiana, you know, nearby or in the state. Now, basketball-wise, that's shifted, and not just at Illinois. I think every at least high major program just doesn't recruit one state. And I don't think we'll ever see a team like the, the flying Illini again, that we're all Illinois guys, but in the last, you know, in two of the last, what, four classes or five, I guess at this point, and my math is bad, but I mean, Illinois got Io DeSumo. They got Adam Miller, even though it only lasted for a year. And they've missed on some other of the state's best. EJ Liddell obviously went to Ohio state. Um, the Upcoming, you know, class of 2022 that they're recruiting. Not sure it's going to include an in-state player. Um, they're really hammering the 2023 class, though. So that's kind of how it's been. Maybe in every other type of deal, it won't be all Illinois kids. But if Brad Underwood can get at least a fairly regular dose of the state's best, I think mean, I think that's important too, and something that. I think Bielma was mentioned, I think Underwood was mentioned as well, is like there is some sense of state pride, a little bit, still involved, you know, in this whole thing. Maybe I think I could see that trending a little more for football because it can be a bit more regional. Um, basketball seems to just sort of taken on, you know, a national flavor. And that's because a lot of these kids come up playing AAU ball all over the country, and it's a little different than football. But, yeah, there's some really good basketball talent in Illinois. Always has been. And maybe it's not at the producing, you know, a ton of NBA guys per class, but talent you can win with. And I think, you know, while Brad Underwood will recruit everywhere, he's going to recruit the state. All right, Saturday's shindig at Redbird Arena was a, like an Illini reunion. Good to see that. Uh, Rob Judson was there uh, with his dad. Uh, Jim Shepard being the MC. 
How about that? Bunch of other uh, Illini connections. You'll see more of that in the uh, paper coming up. Hey, a bunch of Illini at the football game, including some recruits. Tell me how that went. Well, it was hot, so I'm not sure it was the most pleasant afternoon, but just to get guys, to get the guys they got on campus was important for this basketball staff. And, I mean, I know we talked about it last week, but, you know, they had two of their top remaining targets, maybe the top two remaining targets on campus in the same time, and at the same time as Jay Neps, who's already committed and just served as like a bonus recruiter this weekend. But four-star wing, Cam Whitmore, who I think could end up as a five-star before things are all said and done. He's got a lot of got a lot of momentum you know, in that regard. And then um, three-star slash four-star kind of straddles the line there, a little bit center. Cam Corrin, originally from Texas, now playing his final year of, of basketball um, at Sunrise Christian Academy in Kansas. But... Like those are the two guys I think that this Illinois staff would like to wrap up their recruiting class with because obviously they have Jaden Epps, Sincere Harris as the guards. This would give them a a physical, athletic wing in Cam Whitmore, and then a six nine, six ten, you know, long modern center in Cam Corrin who you know can protect the rim, but also offensively can stretch the floor a little bit, and that's kind of the way the game's trending um so i feel like almost it's like those two guys were bust for the class to round out the class of 2022 obviously Illinois offered the quite a few other players but you know several of them have committed more seem to be trending that direction others are just they've been on Illinois board for maybe a long time and that was partially a product of you know the former assistants the and after the coaching staff changed. So I just don't know that there's a ton more guys beyond Whitmore and Corrin that they're really maybe deeply involved with at this point. And that's okay. I mean, they have their two guards locked in and you know, likely will have them signed uh, in November with Sincere Harris, Jay Epps. And if they don't get either of the cams, they're trending in the right direction, certainly, you know, with both of them. There's always the transfer portal, and that could be something that Brad Underwood uses at midseason because he has an open scholarship where because players will start entering the portal like probably not long after the season begins. It's just the way it works. And there were almost 1,800 transfers this offseason. You can find talent with multiple years of eligibility that can play right away now in that regard. So I'll just be curious how this, this class kind of finishes up. All right, they had a good time on Saturday. Yeah, I know it was hot, and that's what it's, it's the summer. Get over it. All right, I, I am. Richie. I am way You're over up it. In the air conditioned press box. Yeah, I mean, I went down on the field for like the All last right. eight minutes, Why and we toughen up a little bit. Oh, there I am being mean again. Huh? Sorry. Let's mark Scott the time. <laughs> it it lasted exactly one week. <laughs> and Bond just zapped me with his meanometer. I'm going to invest in that, I think. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I'm, I'm, I mean, good job. Yeah. Well, and I also I should have mentioned there were some 2023 recruits on campus okay. as well. Three guys from Indianapolis. Um, and, you know, it's a state Illinois has been hit or miss on recruiting-wise. Obviously, they got Luke Goody you know, out of Fort Wayne in this most recent class, and he was the one with the Indianapolis guys. I saw them at the football game together. 
So it made sense get the, the Indiana guy to sell more Indiana guys. And all three of the 2023 visitors were four-star recruits in the Rivals ranking update that came out last week. So talented guys, and we'll just kind of see what becomes of that. All right, saw some um, social media posts from uh, the current Illini kind of going around the tailgate scene, having fun, throwing the ball around, maybe getting a, grab, a bite to eat. Yeah, I know. Did they get to announce any of the players at the game? No. Not during the timeouts? No. Welcome Brad Underwood's Big Ten champs? Nothing like that? Um, I mean, I can only sometimes hear Tim Sinclair, who's the – in stadium voice, or he was because Gene Honda wasn't at the game. Um, but I didn't hear that. I did see you know, some photos of you know, the players that, like you mentioned, around the tailgate. One of my friends got you know, a photo with Kofi, and you know, he's 6'8", and Kofi made him look small. But, yeah, so they were, uh, I mean, it's an opportunity you know, for fans to get a chance to see those guys too. All right. Uh, again, if you're on the social media, uh, you saw Kofi dunking on some poor student at the uh, at the arc yeah i mean last week is I that just, a imagine how you got to feel like you go to the arc just to, let's get some run get a run in mm-hmm. and then the team you play is kofi and demonte williams and alfonso Plummer. i think i saw coleman hawkins in there too okay um and then you get dunked on by right. Kofi. it's I, either really cool or man you just became a meme for all time they got some national play. That's good to see the player. I guess going to the wreck. I'm I'm surprised in this day and age of uh, you know keeping your players off limits to everything that you saw a bunch of players at the arc hanging with normal students. Yeah, I'm a little bit. I mean, I know like in the past few years, like a lot of football players will get in some basketball run at the arc. Um, haven't really seen much of that, you know, with the basketball team. And even if you're not there, you will see it because someone will take video of Kofi dunking on that poor, poor guy. Um, but I was just, I mean, that was cool. And like, like I think my favorite moment was Demonte Williams, just and Ron Harper Jr. actually tweeted about this. Your favorite Rutgers basketball player it was Demonte in the fitted hat, just pulling up from like 30 feet and draining a three, just very nonchalantly roasting these randoms that they were playing against. Scott Ritchie promises to find those randoms and have them tell their side of the story. Yeah, looking forward to that that piece. Okay. That's pretty good. The guy who got dunked on at least, you got to find him, Scott Ritchie, for a good morning Illini Nation. All right. Internet yeah. sleuths out there. It'd be perfect. Find us who it is. How about that? Hey, uh, Brad Underwood, among those tweeting congratulations to Brett Bielema, and I think it was sincere, right? These guys seem to be getting along. Yeah, well, and I think Brett Underwood got along with Lovey Smith as well. Because right. Lovey was kind of a basketball guy. He went to a lot of games. Um, but it's... I think it's important to Brett Underwood that maybe the Illinois football is good. And I think it's important to get the other way around. Because if you have two good programs and those are your two revenue sports, your two money makers, the two things that bring the eyeballs in, I can only help... One can only help the other. All right. A lot of people uh, seem to be taking offense that uh, the talk was about Nebraska not playing well as opposed to Illinois doing well. Uh, Lauren Tate was especially rattled this morning by that. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way it is. And, like, there there were some national writers 
in Champaign this weekend. You know, Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN, and they wrote about Scott Frost because from a national viewpoint, that's maybe more of a story is how like is Scott Frost going to last in Nebraska? And I mean, that's, I'm curious about that because I joked some last week. It was like, okay, even if Nebraska loses, they're not going to leave him on the tarmac at Willard. As that game played out, and Nebraska just shot us off in the foot with stupid plays on punts and stupid penalties, that really changed the course of the game. If you think about the the pick Art Sikowski threw, that was negated by 30 yards worth of penalties. Um, yeah, the game goes differently. And I was like, you know, maybe they like maybe Scott Frost is like holed up in a hotel in Champaign because. He wasn't allowed back on the plane. I, I, I'm, I'm joking, but uh, Illinois football's been at the bottom or near the bottom of the Big Ten for most of the last three decades. It's just like maybe Brett Bielma brings them back where you know he's going to have national writers coming to Champaign to write about his program eventually. But like one win does not put Illinois maybe in that spotlight just yet. Thank you, basketball beat writer. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. See, so you keep shifting the conversation back to football. I don't. I feel like ah, was it you that brought up Brett Underwood <laughs> congratulating Brett, Brett Bielma? There's Ed Bond zapping me again. Does Brett Bielma coach the football team? I think he does. <laughs> All right. What do we got basketball wise uh, coming up this week, Scotty? Let's see. Well, I mean, their players are a week into to classes, and I mean, really, until I think what. The end of like late September, like official practices, like official official practices can start where, you know, you get twenty hours in the gym with the with the team. Until then, it's just more workouts at Ubin, um, and Ubin that is, you know, a bit of a disaster zone right now as it's under renovation and expansion. Both, you know, like the women's basketball staff has moved out of Ubin, and they've taken up residence in State Farm Center. For the duration, but you know they've had to put you know some temporary walls up. Um, it's kind of changed the dynamics of like practice a little bit on the court because three point they're on one and one side of the court it goes three point line. I think enough space to get your feet in, out of bounds, and then a wall. So uh, they're going to have to uh, maybe adjust and adapt a little bit. I think the, the plan, the goal is to still, you know, practice mostly at Ubbin, uh, especially, you know, out of a, a road game. You know, they never go into State Farm Center. For home games, I think, you know, two days before they get into State Farm and practice there. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, at some point in the construction it just becomes easier to practice, you know, at the the home arena. But that's not the the goal, but it's going to be a – Kind of fly by the seat of your pants deal this year. All right, Ed Bond is our roving photographer on campus. He routinely walks the beautiful parts of Champaign-Urbana, and he's, he sent me a picture this morning of Ubbin. A lot of activity still. Yeah, maybe when's not. That, so, maybe that, not so beautiful right now. When's that it? wrap up? Do you know? I think so. I mean, started late spring, twenty twenty one. I think the goal is to have it done ahead of next season. I remember the timeline okay. correctly, and we'll see. I mean, construction projects—you know—some of them at Illinois have gone off on schedule, maybe even a little ahead of time. Some have taken a little, little extra time. It's just you have to deal with weather. I think they're going to try and get as much done before winter as possible. Maybe have more than just temporary walls set up in some places, but 
to be determined. And you know, the players, they'll just you know keep working, and then go in there all they want. Obviously, um, to get working on their own or with a manager, grad assistant. But still got about a month before like the season, the preparation really kicks into gear. All right, uh, Richie is our uh, AP Top 25 voter. We discuss this every week. I don't know if we've talked about uh, the Imani Bates uh, decision, how that influences your first preseason poll, which is due, what, maybe early October, mid-October, probably? Uh, Yeah, somewhere like the second week of October, and I just got the email yesterday asking, hey, do you still want to vote in the poll? And I immediately sent it back. was like, yes. Um, so yeah, uh, Memphis. It's an interesting team because they just you know got two of the top five players in the class of twenty twenty one in the summer, and Jalen Dern and now Imani mm-hmm. Bates. Um, on top of some interesting returning players as well. I mean, Landers Nolly, Illinois fans will remember him from his interesting recruitment. Um, he's com- he's coming back. DeAndre Williams is coming back. You know, they've got some returning players to the point where I like. I'm not sure like Imani Bates is going to be like a leading scorer at Memphis. Um, could be. I don't think he necessarily will be though. It'd be a fun, uh, uh, fun team, team to, to match up against sometime, but that's not going to happen unless it's in tournament time for Illinois. Yeah, and then Memphis would also have to make the tournament because Penny Hardaway's had these kind of notable recruiting classes before these interesting rosters and hasn't made the NCAA tournament yet in his time with the Tigers. His second time with the Tigers, I guess. But I think. The talent Memphis has, they're, uh, they weren't in my top 25 before all of this happened. Now I think they have to be. I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to slot them in yet. Um, I know they've gotten some like top 10 consideration already because they did just add two five-star top five recruits, and that's good, but I'm not sure. I mean, they'll certainly be ranked, but again, I, I'm – at this point, one of the people that has Illinois ranked higher than pretty much everybody else. Um, not sure I'll be on the same boat in Memphis. All right. I bring up uh, the amount of Bates because he was once a Michigan State prize recruit. Uh, somebody had followed. Everything all right there in East Lansing? Yeah, it's fine. And, like, I think he committed to Michigan State because they were literally the only program that was recruiting him in his first couple years of high school, mostly because the idea was – this is a guy that's never going to go to college. He just pick one of the various pro options and run with that. And for a time, especially when he was like a freshman and sophomore, because he's getting been hyped as the next big thing since since then. It was like, well, the NBA might have changed its draft rules by then. That's not going to happen. Um, but the G League's an option. Overtime elite. Uh, could have been an option. Still not sure what they're doing, but they've gotten a lot of talented players to, to sign up. Um, but name, image, and likeness changed everything. That opened the door for Imani Bates to go to college, and it'll be for two years because he'll still be, he's not old enough for the 2022 draft. Um, or it could be one year, and then he does go to the G League or Australia, et cetera. But he's going to be a millionaire playing at Memphis. All right. And like Michigan State... I'm not sure they could have. Eh, they probably could have found the money, but once I think he decommitted, that was. I'm not sure Tom Izzo wanted to deal. Am I wrong in that Illinois fans no longer worry about Adam Miller's 
departure like they were at first? I think it's lessened a little bit, but I I could see a scenario where like he maybe has a bad game at LSU and Illinois fans start chirping about it on social media, just like now oh, we didn't need him anyway. Like maybe you, you could have used him though. I mean he's he's a talented basketball player. He had a you know a bit of an up and down freshman year, but he got better defensively, and I think that was maybe more important than his sometimes offensive inconsistency because it'll come because he's he's good. Now they they figured things out with the roster certainly. I mean they Illinois made moves to replace him, and I think they'll be fine. They got an older guy in Alfonso Plummer, essentially in that role. But I don't. Know, I think. There's still a bit of feeling spurned, probably, by the Illinois fan base, even if they don't want to admit it. But All right, I think he'll in, be fine. Illinois will be fine, and just everyone can maybe just go their own peaceful direction. He's been uh, kind toward Io on on Twitter, and he can maybe learn a lesson from the former Illinois basketball coaches who uh, congratulated the football team for beating Nebraska uh, this weekend on the Twitter. So maybe yeah, Orlando Otigua was all about it. I saw. Good. I mean, good for him. I think, I mean, there's no hard feelings there. I mean, well, I think fans had some hard feelings, but, like, when I know two were leaving for Kentucky, I don't, it, I've said this a hundred times. It was a logical, not surprising move. 101 times now. 101. I'm, I'm marking them down every time. Yeah. All right, so advice to Adam Miller. Congratulate uh, uh, Brad Underwood's team on its preseason win. <laughs> Yeah. Do they have a preseason game this year? Illinois basketball? Yeah. Well, they have two exhibitions. Okay. Uh, one is still to be determined, the first one. And then they're playing um, Indiana in the second exhibition. And that would be the Indiana from Pennsylvania. Dang it. Which is, a, I think, a Division two school. I uh, don't know much about this other Indiana, other than it's not the Hoosiers. All right, can't wait. That uh, schedule has to be pretty much finalized. I mean, it is. That's the only thing that's not is that that's first the exhibition. Only one. Okay, I'm yeah. just trying to get my bearings straight. I want to. I want to schedule my social life around this. Have we heard uh, any ticketing information, Scotty? That uh, oh yeah, I guess Ed did mention the Big Ten schedule is not out yet either. But okay, I mean that. They're going to play two games in early December and then the rest of the games of the year. I mean, we just don't know the dates. Tickets are on sale. Yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm curious as to how they're going. If last year's uh, championship run. I, I think from what I've heard, uh, well. Okay. Season ticket. Cause I know, and I know some people that, have, that didn't have tickets before and are buying them now. Um, yeah, there's definitely some positive momentum behind Illinois basketball. And it's not just last year. I mean, the year before was a good season. Would have been in the tournament. COVID canceled it at all. Like, they built something, at least in the short term. More good morning Illini Nation story ideas for you that you can chase. Is that banner done? When will it be hung? The Big Ten Championship banner? Mm-hmm. Tournament championship, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I need to differentiate. Is it, is it ready? Is it in the bowels of State Farm Center? Ready? Didn't to they have it when for the during the football spring game? I thought they did. Yeah, but where is it now? When are they going to hang it? How about Io's recognition? How about Kofi's? Well, I don't think recognition? they'll put Kofi's jersey in the rafters. Maybe until he's done playing. Why not? 
He's done it. Let's celebrate him while he's here. These are questions that keep me up at night. Well, I mean, that concerns me a little bit. Uh, But, no, I think whenever they do honor Io, I mean, it's going to have to be worked around his basketball schedule because he'll either be playing for the Chicago Bulls or, you know, maybe the Windy City Bulls out in Hoffman Estates. So his availability will kind of determine that. But, yeah, um, I I know, like, Iowa like honored Luka Garza, put his jersey up, I mean, his last game. Maybe that's maybe senior night for Kofi. You do that, but would that? Well, I guess it wouldn't technically be his senior night because he's just a junior. But it's definitely going to be his last game at home. Would be my you'd think be my supposition. Uh, so I don't know what they do, but maybe I think I think you wait till like you know his career at Illinois is over because has I mean no other basketball player has played for Illinois with their jersey in the rafters. I'm fairly certain. All right, we'll have those answers plus the. Uh the arc uh, guy getting dunked on, all by next week's Inside Illini Basketball, Scott Ritchie has promised. Thank you for doggedly pursuing that. Um, certain our listeners have not heard me say those words yet, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what I can do. Do you have any uh, data for me yet, or is there, are you still putting me on hold uh, with those promised numbers? Oh, um, I do have maybe one... Thank you, peace, Scott Ritchie, because of interesting data. All right. Well, this, then this comes from Bart Torvik, who is essentially the, like the new Ken Palm. Okay. I don't know, but Ken Palm still Bart. Ken Pomeroy still uses his staffs religiously. Good stuff. But Bart Torvik, his first name's Bart, or is it Bart Torvik? His first name is Bart. Bart Torvik. BartTorvik dot com. It, it's a wonderful website. But what he has out now are title odds for the Big Ten. All right, I like those. And what what he has dubbed his win matrix, sort of determining you know, just how many Big Ten games might these teams win. Illinois has the best odds in the Big Ten. To win the Big Ten. Yeah, and this is, this is not like gambling odds. This is more of a mathematical approach. Okay. But Illinois has a 31.8% chance to at least share the Big Ten title, and shared titles are a thing. I mean, Michigan won it outright last year. They did. Don't debate me on this, Illinois fans. But three teams shared it the year before. So 31.8% chance to at least share it. Okay. 19.1% chance to win it outright. Better than anybody else. Better than Purdue, 16.9%. Better than Michigan, 14.1%. Better than Ohio State, 12.5%. And then, like worst case scenario, maybe seventy-seven point six percent chance to finish in the top four in the conference to get that double buy in the well, Big yeah. Ten tournament. But the first would, two should have probably told you the second, yeah. the third was going to come. Excellent. How did he go about uh, coming up with these numbers? Any uh, criteria, or is this just? Um, guessing? you know, there's math involved. That's oh, stop w- right there. Yeah, way above <laughs> my head. But then in the in the win matrix, um. Illinois has a the best like its best maybe the highest percentage. It's looking at thirteen wins, and Purdue's kind of right in there, but as well. But fourteen wins, pretty high 
percentage, 15, decently high compared to the rest of the, the Big Ten. So, again, a little more hype for the Illinois basketball team. All right. Good way to end this podcast with some good news. Uh, how about that? Scott Ritchie, while he is covering football, does every morning, 6 a.m., com. Good morning, Alana Nation. Get your fix. He's got a lot of questions to answer here in the next week. As it turns out, I surprisingly have more on my plate than I thought. It's good for you. Toughens well, you up. Yeah, right? sure. As, uh, as we know, after your Saturday heat experience. It was hot. Could, I was very thankful it. to be in the press box and not on the sideline like the, the TV guys. So, <laughs> But before we end, yes. yeah, I got one shout out okay. to a loyal listener, Steve Fox and the guys at FS Construction Services. We, in fact, won our division in the golf outing I played in with those guys. So mm. We well, killed it on the back nine. Took home the title. Congratulations. What was your strength? What was your role? I I made a lot of putts. I I picture you more as a as a long driver. I had some good drives as well, okay. but not a, it was a it was a total group. Effort. Not a short game guy. It's, it's all about the short game. Well, that's good so, to know. Shout out those guys. Let's stop having recreational fun and return to work. Well, this was you know. before things got crazy, <laughs> so yeah, I don't have time to play golf anymore. <laughs> that's good to know. Now I feel better. All okay. Right. <laughs> all right, Scott Ritchie. We'll check in with you next Monday morning.